بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران المجيد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا اتينهم من بين ايديهم ومن خلفهم وعن ايمانهم وعن شمائلهم ولا تجد اكثرهم شاكرين Respected elders and brothers, mothers and sisters, students, dear listeners, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. One of the greatest gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give anyone is what we call tawfiq, the ability to lead a life that is pleasing to Him. And we hear this word often, and we ask often that we pray for each other's tawfiq. When we're encouraged to do something, we say, well, I need tawfiq. That is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically puts pieces down of the puzzle all together. So you get paved. You need to get from one point to another point. And if someone were to come and lay out the bricks, the pavers for you, so that you can easily just walk straight, you don't have to worry about the path, what direction to go. It's clearly laid out. Everything, as soon as you take one step, the next place where you need to put your foot is highlighted. And then the next place where you need to put your foot is highlighted. This is what you may call tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not merely the presence of means, but for those means to all come and play together. There are, there are many people who have the means to achieve great things in life. They have the family background, they have the health, they have the wealth, they have the intelligence, they have, all sort, they have beautiful environment, but they still aren't able to achieve what they set out to. Or they're still not able to achieve the goals that their parents and they had set for themselves. Or they are not able to achieve the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's lacking? Tawfiq. Uh, there are people who are very close to the Prophet ﷺ, blood relatives who he grew up under, who they saw him grow uh, from a young child who had the, 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 the assistance of Allah into a, into a grown man. And they knew him in and out like their own children, better than their own children. Yet they were deprived of believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believing in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So that's called the absence of tawfiq. When tawfiq has been taken away. So this is something that is, the, what do you say, of most importance to all of us. So the scholars have written some of the means and the reasons and the asbab through which a person becomes deprived of this tawfiq. And it's very important for us to know so that we can ourselves stay away from that. Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi rahmatullah alayhi has written in his book uh, attributing this to one of the scholars of the past or who, are, who had come even before him. And he said, Six things, he says, lead a person to become deprived of tawfiq. First one, he says, is, uh, and of course, each one requires a lot of uh, discussion, but inshallah, we'll try to just give some basic understanding of it, and whatever we can take from it, and practice on any of these things, you mean, staying away from that, inshallah, will be of benefit to us. اشتغالهم بالنعمة عن شكرها it says for a person to become so involved and indulged in blessings of this world from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that 
they become forgetful and negligent to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. What happens with little kids? You take them out to a, a, to a trip or to a museum or to some type of work, and then af- afterwards, uh, you, you, the mother will tell, uh, for example, or the father will tell the kids, okay, now <laughs> we're coming back. What should we do? Did you say thank you to your mother? Did you say thank you to your father? And say, oh, we completely forgot. They didn't forget the ice cream. They didn't forget the go, you know, merry-go-rides. Ride, go they didn't forget any other things. Every single thing caught their eye. But one thing they did forget at times is to say, Jazakumullah khaira, or thank you to their parents who, who, uh, who took, to, took them out, etc. This is how we are. We do the same thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with blessings, so many, and we indulge, we love it. We're enjoying it so much. But did we just simply do sajdat al-shukr? Did we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Say, Allahumma lakal hamd. We thank you, Allah, for giving me these beautiful children, to give me for this my beautiful spouse, to give me this beautiful home, to give me this beautiful job. Whatever blessings we have, or is it that we indulge in what we call trigger happy, so enjoying so much that we completely forget where it came from. And that I think that happens a lot. So this is what he says, the first thing, A person being so involved in the blessing, forgetting about the one who has shared, us, shared with us that blessing. Ulama give an example of how um, you know, repugnant and how horrible this actually is. He says a person who invites someone over for dinner uh, to his home, and a person rushes in, he sends for the car, he sits in the car, and before anyone even says anything, he rushes into the door. Doesn't say assalamu alaikum, doesn't greet anyone. He leaves his shoes there or with the shoes, without the shoes, whatever the case may be, goes and literally just goes attacks the dinner table. Well, the host is still watching in disbelief what's happening. Imagine this person goes, he takes a plate and starts filling it up and just starts eating away. Focusing just on the food and saying, this is great, this is awesome, and let me more of this and more of this. And after that, he, he burps away, washes his hand, and out the door he leaves. Who would ever want to invite this type of person again to his house? Accidentally, even. This type of individual who did not even greet the host, did not even thank the host, did not even speak to the host, was focused on one thing and only one thing, how can I get the most food in this short period of time and eat and leave? This is the example of a person who focuses on indulging in the blessings that Allah gives him or her without even turning back and turning towards Allah and saying, Ya Allah, I appreciate everything you're doing for me and I don't deserve this, but you have given me way more than I deserve and for this, I am simply saying Alhamdulillah. I'm simply praising you and, 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 and ascribing greatness to you. So this is the first thing that happens for a person to become deprived of tawfiq. Okay. The ayah I recited at the beginning, Allah Azawajal tells about shaitan. Shaitan makes a very big declaration in the Quran. He says, Oh Allah, with most definite emphasis, لَأَتِيَنَّهُمْ Most definitely I shall come to them from the front, from the back, from the right, from the left. I'm going to attack this human being from all directions. If you've destined for me to go to Jahannam, then I want to take with me as many as I can. But Ya Allah, He says the, the, the secret behind, behind bringing down the human race, bring, the secret behind corrupting us. He says, وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ You will not find, major, you will find that majority of them are ungrateful. Whether Allah says this, whether shaitan, regardless, main thing we have to focus on, what, where, where's the pitfall of the human being? Where does he go down? Where does he become prey for shaitan? It's when he or she becomes ungrateful to Allah. This is what shaitan is a master of. Shaitan himself was the greatest ungrateful jinn and a, a, a makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah blessed him with so much and he asked him to do one thing. I'm asking you simply prostrate 
bow down and show your obedience to someone who I created. Yes, he's created from, from soil and mud and you've been created from fire, so what? It all came from me. I'm asking you to simply bow down. And he said, no. He forgot about all the blessings that Allah had blessed him with. That's called kufran and ni'mah. That's called being ungrateful. And so he's the greatest kafir. He is the greatest ungrateful person. And so he wants, he knows that this is what brought me down and this will bring everyone else down as well. Which is to become ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, uh, thing that will deprive us of the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is وَرَغْبَتُهُمْ فِي الْعَمَلِ عِلْمِ وَتَرْكُهُمُ الْعَمَلِ Their desire to learn and gain information, uh, yet they have no concern to practice on what they know. It's always about learning facts and learning things. But without the intention, not while we're learning and nor afterwards is the intention that I need to practice on this knowledge. And this becomes a reason and a means for a person to also become deprived. We see that shaitan also had this aspect. He was extremely knowledgeable. He could probably go on and on all day, all night for years speaking about the important aspects of, uh, of, of humbleness and humility and servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when it came to practice, zero. So what happens is that people who become so indulged in, 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 in uh, uh, discussions and uh, mind games of all sorts, philosophical games of writing and reading and purchasing, etc. That's great that they're reading. But if they're not practicing on it, and if they have no intention to practice on it, that becomes another reason why people are deprived of tawfiq. Again, we're speaking about the six reasons why human beings at times become deprived from the God-given blessing of putting everything together and in order to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, he says, To run towards musara ila dham, to run towards sin. Always constantly running towards sin, and then when it comes to the time of tawbah, delaying it. When it comes to, when it, when it comes to sin, in a, in a seconds, without a second's notice, they'll say, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. You tell people, you want to do this, you want to do that? They're ready for all of it. But when it comes to the opportunity of Repenting, then we say, I have to think about it. I'm not sure if I'm ready yet. You need to give some time. I'm still young. All sorts of excuses we have. But how often a person says, I'm old enough for this. You know, I've been there, done that. Enough of this sin. That was my old life. Okay, so let me stop. Instead, shaitan will make sin enjoyable in every single phase of our life. In every age we're in, shaitan will present different sins and will make us run towards that. So this is the third reason why people become deprived of tawfiq is when they run and hasten towards sin. But when it comes to the time of tawbah, they delay it. When Allah is so beautiful in His mercy, in His forgiveness, and as the hadith mentions, that He waits, in, Allah waits in the morning. Allah opens up His court and waits for the person who sinned all night. That now, as the sun, as dawn comes in, Maybe he or she will have some shame and will turn to me in repentance and he waits. Maybe he'll come back now. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waits before the evening comes that the one who had sinned and broken Allah's orders all day, maybe now as the sun is about to come to set, he will start thinking about life and death. He'll start thinking about the grave and then possibly reflect over what he has done or she has done to Allah's commandments and repent. Allah is waiting. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing and waiting to accept the repentance of every single servant so long as the death rattle doesn't begin. When it is at that time when a person sees the angel of death, as Allah says, 
ونحن أقرب إليه منكم ولكن لا تبصرون فلولا إذا بلغت الحلقوم وأنتم حينئذ تنظرون ونحن أقرب إليه منكم ولكن لا تبصرون What's going to happen when the soul reaches the throat and it's about to come out through the nose and you are all looking at a dying man you're looking at the dying patient you're looking at the sick person ونحن أقرب إليه منكم and we are closer to him at, even at that time than all of you you're holding his hand someone is kissing the forehead someone is pressing the legs someone is saying comforting words in the ear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we are closer to this sick dying person than you, any of you are however you're not able to sense it you're not able to see it so that will come a person will definitely before that time is too late but anytime before that a person repents Allah is willing to even in one day thousands of times a person sins and thousands of times a person renews his or her tawbah Allah is willing to forgive but if a person does not want to take advantage from Allah take advantage of these um, beautiful attributes then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran in, in Surah Hud anulzimukumuha wa antum laha karihun do you expect us to stick, stick to you Islam, force down Islam your throats, to bring Islam to your feet, while you yourself don't want it. While you are hating, you are disliking Islam, disliking the deen. Don't expect me to force it down you if you don't want it. Allah says He chooses whoever He wishes and He guides the one who turns to Him. The one who turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will see that Allah is already waiting for Him. So these are so far we did three things uh, that become a, a means for depriving a person from tawbah. Number four, to become deceived, to become deceived with this notion that I have had the company of pious people. But a person does not have the desire to follow in their footsteps. When a person says, my father was so and so, my mother was such a great person, and growing up I had company of this shaykh and that shaykha, and these are the righteous people that my family hails from, this qabila, this tribe, etc., etc., uh, and, and then a person mentions this as a source of honor for himself and thinks that really I am special because I've had all of these things. But when it comes to action, but that person, mashallah, was like this. And that person practiced the deen like this. What about you? And when it comes to that person, says, well, you know, don't talk about that. Because Nabi said, Man amaluhu, lam bihi nasabuhu, whoever's, who's, whoever's actions slow him down, his relations and his lineage will not allow him to move forward. If you or someone is, is, if finds themselves, their actions are weak and they have become like weights on their feet that do not allow them to walk and fast, fast paced, move, for, paced, move forward towards akhirah, then that person's lineage will not come to push them. Lineage is beautiful, it's great, but it, it, it cannot cancel out weakness in actions. Strength in actions will take a person so forward that a person like Ikrama bin Abi Jahl he's become radiyallahu anhu arda whose father is the one who gave so much became such a means of so much harm coming to Islam and specifically to Rasulullah sallallahu and Allah knows what he has prepared for him but when he came to his son no one could see anything he, went, he shot like a, a you know a, 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 an arrow a darting arrow subhanallah f past everyone 
and in the, in, in the expeditions that came towards the end of his life, he took the front line and he, and he said, I have, to, I have to catch up. I can't wait to sit in the sidelines. I've got so much baggage with me. I'm going to definitely try my best to outdo, undo whatever I have baggage. So that's a beautiful example, and there are many more amongst the companions, whose fathers, whose lineage was not great at all. But when it came to them, they went so forward. So, To fall into deception that a person says, I, I had the company of the righteous people. But when it comes to actions, you say, this is my picture of my grandfather, my father, my sheikh, my so-and-so. But when it comes to action, a person is not doing it. So this is the fourth means for a person to become deprived of Tawfiq. Number five. That is, إِدْبَارُ الدُّنْيَا عَنْهُمْ وَهُمْ يَتْبَعُونَهَا That the dunya is turning away from them. The dunya is wrapping up. It's leaving them. Every single second. I'm sure all of you probably are noticing how quickly this week and every week is passing. We can remember so well what happened last Friday night, what happened in Jumu'ah. It is literally like a week. That's how fast these weeks are going. So Akhirah is wrapping, it was always wrapping up, but it's so much more apparent that it's wrapping up now. And that our life is coming to an end very quickly. We're moving at, un, you know, it feels like unprecedented levels. And that's one of the signs of the Day of Judgment. Yataqarabu zaman That the time, it will be a time wrap, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. That everything will seem so back to back, so close. So he says, the fifth reason for a person to get deprived of tawfiq from Allah is that although the dunya is wrapping up, he is still running after it. He doesn't realize that that store is closing. The next store is opening up over here. Why am I running to a store whose shutters are being brought down? And I'm turning my back to the store where the shutters are being brought up. You're going to go there and you're going to get nothing. If you need to purchase your items, go here. This is where the store is opening up. Nabi Ali radiallahu anhu's famous statement, which I usually mention here in the khutbah, he says that he says that dunya is irtahalat dunya mudbira wartahalat al-akhiratu muqbila. Dunya is wrapping up, and akhirah is opening up and coming towards you. Dunya is walking away, akhirah is coming towards you. Walikulli wahidam inhuma banun, and each one of them have sons. Fakunu min abna il akhirah. Make sure you become from the sons of the hereafter. And ensure that you do not become from the sons of the dunya. Because today you have an opportunity for action. Although there is no retribution, punishment, or even reward. Too much. The real reward and the real punishment is in the hereafter. And tomorrow, there is only repercussions. There is only reward and punishment. And no opportunity to do any deeds. This is the time to do it. Darul Amal is now, Darul Hisab and Darul Jaza is tomorrow. The opportunity for us to do actions is right now. And if you make mistakes, we're student drivers, as they say. You make mistakes, a person misses something, makes a mistake. Alhamdulillah, no immediate sa'iqah and lightning bolt is going to strike us. We can realize our mistake and just do tawbah and stand up and move forward. Say, Inshallah, kalsi, I'm not going to do this. From tomorrow, I'm not going to do this. And life moves on. That's not going to happen in hereafter. We have opportunities to make corrections and amends every single hour of the day. Jumu'ah is a beautiful weekly moment for us to reflect on what we have achieved in this past week and what we have not and make amends to that. So this dunya is an opportunity for us to change. So he says the fifth reason why people be deprived of tawfiq is the fact that they are involved in the dunya although the dunya is wrapping up. And the counterpart 
which is the sixth thing is how quickly Akhirah is facing towards them and coming towards them yet they turn away from it a person is told to uh, a person says you know after uh, you know after a fard salah we have a talk or we have a ta'aleem or we have a few words that are going to be read from the hadith of Rasulullah a person will very quickly run but then you'll see that very easily shaitan will make him stuck in the lobby or in the parking lot for the next 45 minutes the masjid will get empty and the person will continue talking after Jum'ah, this is an opportunity for us to do dua quietly or reflect on something, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make dua for the ummah and for ourselves. But a person feels rushed. But very soon, he gets, goes to the lobby or goes outside and gets caught up in another random conversation. What's happening? That when it comes to the matters of deen, all of a sudden, something within us tells us, I don't have time for this. Although that is something that you have definitely, if you don't have time for it, you have to make time for it. And then it doesn't mean that we actually, many times that we don't actually have time. That same time that we could have used for the deen gets completely squandered away and wasted. Right? So this is the sixth reason to recap all six things as we come to an end here. The six reasons that Ibn Qayyim rahmatullahi writes that become a means for a person to be deprived of tawfiq. And what was tawfiq? We gave an example of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala putting all the pieces together, all the means that we have in our life, putting it all together for us to easily achieve our goal. You have to go from point A to point B, and you're confused of how to go there. There's all sorts of obstacles and, uh, and, and different things in the, in the path. And imagine someone comes and puts a, 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 a paving stone for you to say, here you come, here you go. And then the next one, and the next one, all the way till you reach your final destination. That's what's tawfiq. That Allah leads you by your hand till you arrive into His paradise. Until you arrive to His pleasure. But this most important blessing of Allah, six people are, six actions become a means for, for a deprivation. And one of them was, the first one was, to be so involved in the blessing that we forget the one who granted us that blessing. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, was to be desirous of seeking knowledge without having the desire to practice on it. Number three, was to be racing towards sin but staying back and uh, uh, from and hesitating from repenting. Number four, to be arrogant over our companionship and friendship with righteous people without the desire to follow in their footsteps. And number five, to run uh, towards the, the worldly materialistic life while it's turning its back to us. And lastly, to turn our backs to that hereafter which is coming right at us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those who are saved from all the six traits and attributes that have been mentioned here. That He makes us from amongst the muwaffaqeen. Allahumma inna nas'aluka tawfiqa ahlil huda. Oh Allah, we ask you for the tawfiq of the people of guidance. The people who are guided by you, the tawfiq they have, grant us that tawfiq. This is something we need to constantly be asking. Oh Allah, grant us tawfiq for that which you love and which you are pleased with. Whether it comes to actions, whether it comes to statements, whether it comes to actions, whether it comes to niyyah, intentions, whether it comes to a certain way of life. Whatever is pleasing to you, may, may you allow us to do that. Indeed, you are capable over everything. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Please kindly stand up, inshallah, fill up the rose and perform the sunnah salah.